0: Alright, uh, I'm going to try to get through today's lesson, uh, today, and it's, it's it's long, but it's not as long as what you think. As we were going through the ABCs, I got to the letter I, and I thought all oh, week long, man, where in the world do I go with the letter I? Because it's, you're kind of limited in your choices on that. <laughs> and and I actually had a decent little outline for the word iniquity, just looking at how our sins um, before salvation keep us apart from a holy God. And how we still are in the flesh. And I was going with iniquity, but I choose not to. I choose to use the letter I for influence. Uh, y'all have heard it too. If you've been in church or heard it all your life, probably like me. You say, some people will tell you, you're the only Bible that, people, that some people may ever read. And I was sitting there thinking, um, the Lord saved us. He didn't save us to just take us to heaven. Had that been the case, when I got saved 30 years ago, I would have went directly to heaven. He didn't save you to go directly to heaven. He left you here for a purpose, for a reason, because you and I are are the ambassadors of Jesus Christ. We're his mouthpiece. Now, his word is what people need to hear, but he still needs people to preach and to teach and to share his word, and that's where all of us come, come in. And, but in the world we live in today, as we've talked, especially as I've talked in Sunday mornings, there's a lot of hypocrites in this world who say one thing and do another. This world, I believe, is starving for sincerity. They're looking for people who are genuine. And if you love the Lord Jesus Christ, you've got to be genuine in your walk because people are watching you. This week uh john and the fireman and manny can probably kind of attest to this fireman's kind of like the military you kind of and well you know police fire you, know, you work your way up the ranks well last year john bless his heart man he studied and studied and studied for the driver's test and, you know right now he's just a just a firefighter and there's a promotion coming up for open for driver where you just move up a rank i think it's about a 10 percent increase in pay and John, man, he nailed his test. He did really good. He was in the top five. Well, everybody ahead of John in that testing, when a, a slot has come open, they just chose from whoever was highest on the ranking. And whoever was next highest on the ranking, That was just, it was a written test and, I think, a performance test. And I think John was, like, fourth. And so the top three guys have all got promoted to driver. Right now, Danville's going through a big change. A lot of people are retiring. Manny, you got a shot if you want to come back, brother. <laughs> uh, well, John, all the three in front of him had gotten promoted. There was another promotion this last week, and John should have gotten it. And the chief called him the other day and goes, Man, we just don't think you've got quite enough time as acting captain. He promoted the guy underneath John. And although. Sadly to say, from what I understand, there's a lot of politics in, in, in that too. I think the chief was more friends with this next guy. I think they had been fishing together and did everything. And so he jumped He jumped John. And from talking to John, and I know some of the firemen. In fact, I went to school with some of them. Man, they all went to bat for John, man. Even some of the, 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 the captains went into the, the chief's office, man, and gave him an earful. And John's like, I tried to keep my head up tried to keep a positive attitude and i said well john right now i mean you're the preacher man <laughs> you know those guys they pick on john hard man because john's a little hair. short of stature of course i can't say that i'm only like two inches taller but <laughs> they pick on john but john takes it in good humor and laughs but man i can tell you one thing Every one of those guys were watching John's reaction this week. Have total respect they got they get God, big respect for John. They pick they pick at him, but they love him. And if you really know John, you love it, man, because it's not a phony bone in his body. And um, so those guys were really watching John. And John kept his head up. John kept a good attitude. When John saw the guy, when they were changing shifts the other day, other day, I think John went up to him and shook the guy's hand who got promoted. He says, congratulations, hope you do well. You know, John, I mean, yeah, God has a reason. And John, everybody's watching John. And so we talked about it a little bit this week. And and those guys, I promise you, and I've talked to this John uh, several times. I said, John, um, God's got you as assistant pastor over here. But in some ways, you're probably those guys pastor there at the fire station. And I promise you, when something goes wrong, somebody's sick, there's a catastrophe, there's a tragedy, who they're probably going to call? John. And they're watching him. And so the world's watching us. And so one night, I guess it was was it Friday, Friday evening, I was out there working on my shop a little bit, still trying to get that done. And if I'd quit adding projects to it, I probably would have it done by now, but I'm still working on it. And it just dawned on me. I thought, dude, that's the eye I need, influence, because everybody's watching you. And what you do, it's easy to live for the Lord in the good times, but it's so much harder but yet more effective when you live for the Lord in the bad times. I remember when we lost my mom. My mom had a burden for one of her co-workers there at DCC. My mom got diagnosed with cancer. Within six weeks, the Lord called her home. Man, boom. Uh, Very unexpected. And I remember after my mom got called to heaven uh, I was down there talking, me and dad actually went and talked to, to the people at the, uh, LRC, which is a learning resource center there at DCC. And we had a positive attitude. And I remember this lady that my mom had been praying for and didn't know the Lord. She said, how can y'all be so positive at a time like this? Hey, I, I believe God's word. I believe what it says. If I don't, I need to turn in my keys today. <laughs> uh, I believe about what the Bible says. And so that's another example. Hey, they're watching you during the bad times to see how you're going to influence. So I thought about this, and this is probably one of my top three stories in all of the Bible. I love this passage, and it looks long, and I'm going to try to speed it up. Hard words. Hard words, absolutely. (laughs) But great application, great application. All right, Israel, well, God's chosen people, but they've turned their back on God so many times. Till finally, God said, "Okay, enough's enough. You 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 don't want to follow me. I'll just let somebody come in and take you captive, and you got to listen to them." So the Babylonians take Israel captive, and they carry some of their bright, up-and-coming young men, and they're going to train them to be the leaders uh, of their nation. And there's three of them. We'll talk about that here in a second. But here's the refusals. These young men had the world at their fingertips had they compromised their convictions, but they did not do that. They did not turn their back on God. In the third year of the reign of of Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem, and he besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, into his hand with part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar to the house of his God, and he brought the vessels into the treasury of the house of his God. So literally, these men, they come in, they ransack the temple god's temple what we would call the church nowadays he took the ornaments to gold and all that and took them back and put them in the house of a false god and um we see in verse three and the king spake unto Aspenaz the master of his eunuchs that he should bring certain of the children of israel of the king's seed and of the princes, children now we say children and it's not talking about you know kids you know like we would little. they're talking about young people adolescents probably teenagers um it says he bought uh, children in whom there were no blemish, but they were well favored, skillful in all wisdom and cunning in knowledge and understanding science. As such, had in them the had ability in them to stand in the king's palace, of whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. <laughs> and so here's here, here's here's some young men that they're going to to raise up and train to serve with the king. It says, and the king appointed them a daily provisions of the king's meat. And of the wine which he drank, and so nourished them three years, and at the end thereof they might stand before the king. So these guys went to school to serve the king, and the king was going to feed them and take good care of them. But a lot of times, you've got to understand the cultures of that day, the food that the king ate may have been offered as a sacrifice to an idol. And the the wine, which which we know wine has intoxicating uh, uh, intoxicants in them to mess with your mind. Uh, and so he was going to take care of them. Uh, and we'll see here in just a second, they said, no, we're not going to do that. Now let's get back to verse six. Now among the children of, of Judah were, uh, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, unto whom the prince of the units gave names for, unto uh, for he gave unto Daniel the name Belteshazzar. Yes, this is Daniel of the lion's den. That's just later in the book of Daniel. So, unto Daniel he gave the name Belteshazzar. And unto Hananiah he gave him to Shadrach, to of Meshach, and to Azariah Abednego. Now, you've heard those names, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You've heard them a lot. But that was their uh, Babylonian names or their Chaldean names. I not really want their real names. Uh, I heard an old man one time say, you know, them guys are realtors. I'm like, what? He said, I mean, it's a funny guy. He goes, yeah, those three guys, those Hebrew boys, they were realtors. He said, my shack, your shack, and a bungalow. <laughs> like, Rock on, buddy. And, uh, but it is, uh, uh, this is three guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, along with Daniel. But verse number eight says, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the prince of eunuchs he might not defile himself. Now, uh, who, who wouldn't want? I mean, who wouldn't want, you know, to eat steak every day or the finest of foods? Uh, but he didn't do it because it may have been offered to an idol. He didn't drink the alcohol. And if if we had time, I could have looked at the rest of that passage. It said it said they gave him pulse and water, which is simply vegetables and water. And um, they didn't want to do that because this guy um, that we just read of uh, Aspenaz, uh, he says, man, if, if, if them three are all strong, uh, the rest of them's all strong, and you three guys look like little weaklings, the king's going to get mad at him. But God blessed them, and it says, after those three years, after, well, I think he tried it for 10 days, Daniel and the three Hebrew other, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, their skin was fair, they were more healthy than the others. So they had to make a choice to stand for the Lord or to follow the king. They made a choice to stand for the Lord. That was in verse number one. That was the first refusal. The second refusal we see is king, King Nebuchadnezzar. He thought a lot of himself. He thought so much of himself, he wanted he, he made him a 90-foot statue of gold uh, and wanted people to fall down and worship him. That's what we see in verse number one. Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold whose height was three score cubits. That's around 90 feet if my math was right. And the breadth thereof was six cubits, and he set it up in the plain of Dura in the providence of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, sent together together the princes, the governors, and the captains, and the judges, and the treasurers, and counselors, and sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication to the image which he had set up. Now, I'm going through this a little fast because there's a lot to this, but I want you to understand, he makes this gold statue 90 foot up, and he calls everybody, and it says... um, the rest of verse number three, let's see. When they gathered together to the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up, when they stood before the image, he says in verse four, Then the herald cried and said, To you it is a command, O people, nations and languages, that at the time you hear the sound, and I'm going to say music, because these are a lot of different instruments, and they're repetitive all through that. So when you hear the music... Um, um, it says, ye shall fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, shall the same hour shall be cast in the burning in the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Uh, and so he says, hey, strike up the band, guys. They strike up the music. Everybody falls on their face, and which is symbolic of worship. There's a word in, in the Bible called pros- Prostrate, prostrate, not prostate, that's what men have, but prostrate, it means you fall on your face, on your knees, and it's just a picture of submission, of humility. So they're literally bowing down to this image. So everybody falls down and worships this image except Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now Daniel, we don't know where Daniel was. He was probably on one of the king's errands or some important part of business. So he's not with them, but these three, but there, go figure, there was a tattletale in the bunch. Verse number three says, Thou, O king, hast made a decree that every man, when he shall hear the sound of the, let's just say music, (laughs) and all kind of music, he shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whosoever falls not down and worshipeth, he shall be cast in the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. And he says, And there are certain of the Jews who thou set over the affairs of the province, of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Now, folks, this is a pretty big threat if you put yourself there. You either fall down and worship, or you're going to be get roasted like a marshmallow. In a sense, that's what he said. You're going to be thrown in the middle of the fiery furnace. And so, both times, they refuse to do what's wrong. Even though it would have been a lot easier, they refuse And so, that was the refusal. Second, we see the rebuke. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they brought these men before the king. And most of the time, the king would have just cut their head off and thrown them in the fiery furnace. But apparently these were three faithful men. So they go and they bring them before the king. And Nebuchadnezzar, verse 14, said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you do not serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now, if ye be ready, that at that time ye shall hear the sound, again, the music, <laughs> and all kinds of music, ye shall fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, in other words, I guess he was trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Maybe they just didn't hear it. <laughs> uh, he says, look, I'm going to give you a second chance. Maybe you didn't understand my, my, my command. When you hear the music, when I strike up the band, that's my loose translation, fall down and worship, everything will be okay. But if you worship not, you shall be cast the same hour in the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Uh, and who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? So Nebuchadnezzar, man, he was kind of puffed up with himself. He thought he was the cat's meow. (laughs) You know, you're going to fall down and worship me or else. So that was his rebuke. And then we see the reply. And I love this. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said unto him, said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. The word careful is the same thing as we're not going to worry over how we're going to answer you this. We're not going to be anxious, we're not going to be fretful, we're, just not, we're not careful, we're not worried about this. Verse 17 tells us, if it be so, our God whom we serve, he is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. In other words, they're like, yep, you threaten us all you want to. We're going to do what's right regardless. So I promise you everybody was um, paying attention. And I wish I had a dollar for every word that uh, April is writing right now, man. That pen is going to town, Jack. (laughs) Okay, what I do is i write it in words that I can understand what it says. So when I go back and look at it. I think it Amber is, does the same thing. It, it is where I can I put oh, it in my no. own words. I got you. Hey, everybody learns different. Y'all know me. I'm an auditory learner. I learn I see, by I listening. Don't, I don't learn listening. Oh, I don't. Know. I don't like that. I mean, we would just speak. I have to write. We have write or read. don't want to read it? Okay. See me. I'm so hyperactive. I mean, you put me and Mike together, we'd talk forever. We ain't look gonna look learn a whole lot. i remember gonna listen and look at it. Yeah, it, it, it's good following along. But, uh, I do with books. Yeah, I, I'm an auditory listener. But anyway, uh, I just I just saw her going to town, man. That pen went rolling, Jane. Sorry. Hey, that's cool. That's why you learn. I'm listening. Um, guys. But in a sense, what they're saying is, man, it would have been so much easier to just bow. But they said, we're not going to compromise what we believe in. So that was their reply. Then we see their response. Then Nebuchadnezzar, full of fury, and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Ever seen somebody so mad, their their whole facial expression, their whole body language changed? Well, that's what happened to King Nebuchadnezzar. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. Man, that, they had that fire rolling, man. It had never been heated that much. He told them heat it seven times hotter than it's ever been heated up to this point. And look what it says. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to cast them into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. I love this. And they, and then these men were bound in their coats, their hosen, their hats, and their other garments and were cast into the burnt midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Still trying to figure out what he is, but anyway. <laughs> uh, that's supposed to be funny. But, you know, <laughs> literally, they were bound. They were thrown right in the middle of the fire furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent, the furnace was exceeding hot. The flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And that's something. The fire was so hot, the men who threw them over there were scorched and died. I remember my dad had an old wood stove down in the basement and i remember it was one of them old stoves where you open the side door the cast iron door you open it up you had to be quick throw that log in there you gonna get burnt <laughs> and i remember seeing him do that and in fact since he's passed away when they when they passed away man i burnt a whole filing cabinet full of papers and receipts i have no idea why they kept them some of them were from the 80s <laughs> so i got the i just man Several days, I just kept that stove rolling, just chunked it in there. But it was so hot, the men who threw them in there were scorched and burnt to death. These three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. So we see the refusals, we see the rebuke, the reply, the response. I love this. Then the rescue. I love this. This is one of my favorite passages in all of Scripture. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished. He rose up in haste and he spake and said unto his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound in the midst of the fire? And they answered and said unto him, True, O king. And he answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. I love that, man. He didn't, he didn't, what did he know what the Son of God looked like? He didn't have a clue, but somehow he knew. He knew that that was the Lord in there with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, because they had done said, he said, look, our Lord is going to deliver us from this, and even if he chooses not to, we're not going to worship your gods. The king, I love it, <laughs> he's so astonished, he asked, hey, man, didn't we throw three in there? Right. Why is that fourth one in there, man? <laughs> I love that, rescue, here's the result, and here's, here's, here's the whole crux of the message right here is this last part. The image, people were noticing what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did. Here's here, here's the, um, the influence, excuse me. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fire furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the most high God, come forth and come hither. <laughs> oh, 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 Nebuchadnezzar had a quick change of heart, didn't he? He says, man, y'all come on out, guys. I know y'all serving the most high God now. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth out of the midst of the fire. The princes and the governors and the captains and the king's counselors, being together, saw these three men, of whom the bodies, uh, upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was a hair of their head singed, neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had even passed upon them. Man, my grill, I got an old cantankerous gas grill. Well, it wasn't the grill's fault. It was my lighter's fault. You know, I got a gas grill, man. And you, you know, us us guys know to sear something, you got to get it hot, hot, hot. You know, you go out there and you turn your gas on. I turned all three burners of mine on. I had a I had a lighter one day that I thought was good, but apparently it was out of fluid. Man, trying to light it, trying to light, trying to light, trying to light it, to light it, and it wouldn't light. So me and my genius self, I uh, I raised the lid and I just I found a book of matches or something. And I just light a piece of paper and I drop it down. Well, all of that propane had done built up. So what happens? Boom! <laughs> there goes all the hair on my arm. <laughs> Literally singed it all, man. And uh, I'm sitting there thinking about that, laughing about it. Look, let's go back and look at verse 27. The princes, the governors, the captain, the king's counselors, all of them saw... Their fire had no power, nor was the head of their hair sins. Neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had even passed upon them. Man, what influence. How much of an influence? We see in verse 38. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have changed the king's word, and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any other god except their own god. Therefore, I make a decree that every people, nation, and language which speak any thing uh, amiss against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made a dunghill, because there is no other god that can deliver after this sort. And the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Man, they went from the the fires, they went from the flames to the seats of authority. All because they did what was right. And everybody watched them as they did what was right. And I truly believe it's been one of the, uh, uh, there's a lot of stuff in the Bible that's been debated over the years. I truly believe Nebuchadnezzar was a saved king. I really do, just because of this right here. Uh, a little bit later, it says, when Nebuchadnezzar was puffed up with pride again, the Lord literally threw some curse on him where he lived out in the field and he ate grass like a like an animal for, I think, seven years. If he wasn't saved, God, God wouldn't have chastised him. And uh, all because these three men stood up and did what was right, everybody took notice. So, believer, hey, we're, we're called to be lights. We're called to be salt, like we've seen in the Sermon on the Mount. People are watching us. Never compromise what's right. Always live for the Lord. You never know who you're going to influence. Or any